0: cameron it's just one when you crash into me and i come into you that's that's just this all this the only situation i can think about yes
1: i'm well aware of that when that happens yes
0: <laughs> yeah
1: in your boy's dream
0: yeah my in my boy's dream that's that's boys plural s apostrophe Hey. Hi. Cameron, Hi. you should introduce the show. This is your episode.
1: Ooh boy. Uh welcome to Think Outside the Box set. We've uh we usually listen to it in an artist's entire back catalog. Usually an artist that's um misunderstood or obscure or the butt of a joke. Um but uh lately Last few episodes, we've been catching up with some old artists for this season, season eight, and we've been uh, listening to just whatever we want to listen to, and um, reviewing the last couple of episodes have been our first albums we ever bought. I'm Cameron DeWitt. And I'm Nathan Hunt. And uh, last week, we listened to Nathan's first ever purchased album. Now that's what I call music volume five. Mm-hmm. And we have the definitive uh, review we, of that album. Did we call it music? Yeah. After we all, did. Technically, technically yes. we did. Well, we, uh, I think we came to the conclusion that Aaron's party uh, is great.
0: It's maybe the best song on that uh, on that compilation.
1: Yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> um, the first album that I bought was uh, Crash dave matthews band and you made your parents drive you
0: to the store specifically to buy it right
1: yeah um i went to the cd store i don't remember what store it was it was it was like whatever was in place before f uh fyi
0: oh we didn't have um, those down in eugene we had cd yeah, world it was
1: like, I, I don't remember what it was it was whatever's in between fyi and tower records you know oh yeah uh, but uh, yeah, so I went there. I think I may have had a gift card or something. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. But uh, What year is I this? I knew who Dave Matthews... Ooh, I want to say this is seventh grade. Um, so that would be 2001. Okay. Or two. Um, I knew who Dave Matthews Band was because my uh, shithead uh, childhood best friend, Sean... Uh, <laughs> Sounds like
0: a real winner. Out
1: the last name. <laughs> He was really bad. He was re- he was really racist, like on purpose to be funny. Oh, fuck! And uh, he's a really bad dude. Sounds like most of the it internet at the time. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. He was did really he, like he was really bad. He was did really he like bad. Did say influence. shit about your sister? And, well, yeah. He did actually. Fuck that. Not dude. to her face, but god damn it. Yeah. <laughs> no, he's awful. Um, he was kind of like a four chan bro kind of thing. Oh. He was like alpha male and like a. I don't know. Beta male? Anyway, (laughs) Sean, if you're out there listening to you, um, I wasn't (laughs) perfect either. I hope uh, you are better now. (laughs) But um, he was really into Dave Matthews Band because his parents were into Dave Matthews Band, and he would go to Dave Matthews Band concerts with them, and uh, he would come back and talk about how cool it was and how everyone was smoking weed mm,
0: so cool uh, he
1: ha- didn't have anything to say of substance about the music i think it was just oh that's surprising the vibe of it yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> shocking um why did you buy this album it's old by 2001 they had they were back in the charts with their everyday album in fact they were all over
1: the charts right uh, um uh, you know I don't, the space between. I, I did why. it. That was all over the radio. I don't remember why I bought this one. I think this is what ninety six or ninety seven. Ninety six. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't remember why this one stood out to me. I don't think I knew about any specific songs. Um, maybe hmm. I just looked at the cover and liked it. It's kind of a. It's kind of a cool cover. It always made me think of Pepsi, the Pepsi logo. Yeah, it's got some. Red and blue, and it's got like a flower and like a bunch of images that are and, half yeah uh, half transparent overlaid on each other.
0: there appears to be at least two or three like soda cans viewed from the top, sort of yeah. like ring structures
1: <laughs> being handed to riot police
0: yeah <laughs> I mean with the flower, of course, yeah,
1: yeah, they were way ahead of the <laughs> way, way ahead of the times, so cool um, yeah, so I don't think I had really heard any of their music
0: um Mm, you just knew that a shitty person liked them so you're like well i gotta get on the bandwagon
1: yeah i mean honestly you know i was the oldest child um and i think at that time i i didn't i was the only child um my parents didn't adopt my little sister until uh um till the following year i believe Mm. so uh anyway uh yeah I didn't have anyone to really show me music, except for my, like, shithead friends. Um, and I certainly didn't have anybody who owned music that was, like, giving me music, like burnt CDs or anything right. at that time. Yeah. Um, all The only musical influences I had, you know, were the classical music that I was playing in piano lessons, which I did like a lot, mm-hmm. um, and uh, uh, Christian music that my parents listened to, which was... Often, often on the stuffier side. Um, ah. Like later on, they got into more rock stuff, which I also mostly hate, um, but didn't at the time. But uh, yeah, so so Cameron, yeah, Cameron, like that, Sandy Patty for oh, our Christian listeners. God, yeah, it's um, a lot of Sandy Patty Christmas albums. <laughs>
0: so that raises the question, Cameron: Did your parents not object to this album as being non-Christian music? I mean, they specifically drove you to the store to buy it, right? So they they were complicit in your crossing over to the
1: devil's music, right? Oh, very much. So. <laughs> yeah. I think they did it under protest. No, I think they wanted to, so I got the album and then I think they maybe said like, put the CD in so we can hear it. Cause they were curious and they wanted to know. Mm-hmm. And I think to an extent they wanted to know what, you know, was going into their little boy's head um, and heart. <laughs> yep. Um, and uh, we got to the song, crash into me uh-huh. which i'm i can only assume is where the uh, title of the album comes from gotta be um and the the lyric um it's actually uh, named after crash you.
0: bandicoot um oh, a little, little known good. trivia fact <laughs> uh
1: crash, sony's own crash <laughs> bandicoot
0: crash bandicoot into me
1: <laughs>
0: that's really dumb why are you laughing at oh, that boy. how dare you
1: <laughs> stop it and I'll and I'll ray man into you,
0: <laughs> and then we'll both banjo kazooie off into the sunset together.
1: That's the one I was looking for. <laughs> uh, yeah, and you crash in, and you crash into me, and I'll come into you. Uh, you know that's track three. That Damn. happened at the time. I did not know what it meant um, in the vernacular to come uh, in the c u m sense. Right. Um, And my mom like was like, Whoa, this is (laughs) Cameron, this is a very adult song. (laughs) She sort of like laughed at it. I was like, Mom, no, you're I don't know what you're talking about, but no, stop. You know? That was my response. (laughs) Yeah. And she's like, he's he's talking about a boy's dream. Like, are you listening to this? (laughs) Yeah, she's not wrong. Uh, yeah, but, you know, I'm, she I'm also actually didn't impressed. tell me what coming meant. I'm I'm impressed that she picked up on,
0: on that. I feel like it's fairly subtle. I mean, I don't know. I, I feel like it's the kind of song that would fly over the heads of so many people. It's played at a bunch of weddings, from what I understand. Like, people don't really think about or listen to the lyrics as a rule. Right. Um, so, I'm actually kind of impressed that your mom figured out this is what the song was about.
1: Well, she, you know... Um, like, uh, Paul, uh, the apostle told her to, uh, uh do and behave to this not way, speak up in church. To you be mean. in, in the world, but not of it. Uh, and see. also don't talk in church <laughs> <laughs> and keep your head covered. Yeah. She, I, she's never shaved her head. Oh, well, oh, Paul as would be proud. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she's, she's a Paul, Polly's girl all, all the way. She's St. Polly's girl, Polly girl for life. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah so so I listened to this album a bunch. I bought most of the rest of the Dave Matthews band albums um, or got them It was like a you know an easy uh, birthday present that people would give to me because I was like, this is my identity like I this is the first album I bought. I like Dave Matthews band this is a conversation point for me that was why I bought this album is like this is an identity thing as opposed to a musical curiosity necessarily it was like a, yeah. I should be into music mm-hmm. You know, so, uh, and yeah, I mean, I don't think it's the worst choice. <laughs> 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 um, you could do a uh, lot worse. I could do a lot worse. Um, I think a lot of my friends are doing a lot worse. And like, I think there is some, there's some meat on these bones. There's some good meat meat on these bones still. Um, but uh, I think mostly I was sort of affected by the lyrical content, which is um, how I would describe now is is kind of the the kind of adult that I never want to have to talk to
0: <laughs> interesting <laughs> which is like uh,
1: the kind of adult who goes to a, um, a a folk a quote unquote folk festival um and uh, and and uh, takes drugs and, <laughs> and fucks around
0: mm-hmm uh, like a yeah, like a real um, burning man person. A burning man. A, yeah, a burning but like person.
1: A, but like an a an adult. When I say when I say adult, I mean, obviously I'm an adult. I'm almost thirty. I'm an adult. I mean I'm not a part of your system, but I, man. When I say adult, I mean like someone who was an adult when I wasn't.
0: Mm. So someone who's like
1: That's what forty I mean. something. That's now. where I'm coming from. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh yeah just uh, uh band childs hey Cameron did
0: you ever own the Dave Matthews band album Big Whiskey and the Grugrox King uh no <laughs> pretty cool title that huh that's
1: delightful <laughs>
0: uh the most recent one is called Come Tomorrow although I don't know See if they would am. emphasize those words the, word, the words in that way <laughs> oh boy
1: uh I would gladly come next week <laughs> For a burger today. (laughs) (laughs) Hmm. (laughs) Well,
0: okay. (laughs) It's an odd bargain to offer, but you know what? It is a bargain. I'll take it. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So this is my first modern experience with the DMB, uh, the demilitarized bone, uh, Dave Matthews band, rather. Um, (laughs) Yeah. And it, yeah, I don't think I've really listened to them since, I guess maybe like 2002 was probably the last time I listened to Every Day, which is the only album of theirs I had. Ah, um, uh, yes.
1: Is that this? Is that the song with the music video where he gives a bunch of nice hugs to strangers?
0: That's probably every single goddamn Dave Matthews Band video, isn't it, <laughs> Cameron? Hugs. Their first, their first album. Their first album, before pre under the table and dreaming, uh, ha- is called Remember Two Things, and it has one of those 3D stereoscopic images where if you unfocus your eyeballs, it shows a hand flashing the peace sign. Yeah. So that's the energy they're bringing to the table.
1: No, it's it's a lot to send me on my way, kind of kind of. uh yeah.
0: So this is. I had a, a very mixed experience with this album. A lot of it was okay. better than I expected. It was better than I expected. Um, I, musically, I kind of enjoyed it. Except uh, the songs are too long, particularly the last one. Too long. There's way too much fucking chimes. Um, yeah. well. Yeah. <laughs> um to each his own. And... Uh, n- Dave Matthews sings melodies that are more interesting and dynamic than a lot of vocal melodies that you hear in pop music, but I hate how he sings so much. It's like nails on a chalkboard yeah, to it's me. Like I
1: can I can kind of respect it. I feel like he's, he has a lot of control and he's doing it on purpose and he knows what he's doing. And, but I could also see how that would make it worse. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's like you you can't if you couldn't help sounding like shit. I was like, "Okay, you know, it's, I'll I'll give you a pass maybe." But, oh man. Uh it re- reminds me of um when I when I watched Big Fish again for uh a while back and I brought it into the box for what's in the box weekly, uh, our weekly mini show for supporters. Uh over subscribe the closing. Now. Yeah, subscribe now. Uh over the closing credits there is a song played by Pearl Jam, mostly Eddie Vedder solo. Ooh that I loved when I was a kid. It's called Man of the Hour. And I was listening to it again over the credits of this movie. I was like, wow, Eddie Vedder sounds like shit. (laughs) He sings so bad.
1: Yes, the underbite singing, the creed, uh, Eddie Vedder, Dave Matthews Band, Nickelback, that, you know, uh, passionate... Uh, Masculine coding
0: (laughs) Right, exactly And, you know, I feel like Back in the day when Pearl Jam had any hardness to it And we're like playing hard rock And Eddie Vedder was like halfway screaming That probably sounded okay But when he's just like (laughs) It's like, come on, dude Stop it
1: (laughs) Yeah, I'm kind of a You know I try to like feel kind of objective about that because I, it's just a style, you know? <laughs> and like, if you're doing it good, then why not? But like, it, it's, I guess it's all about the context, right? It's like, if you're still doing that, why would, why are you doing that? But if you're doing it back then before people were tired of it, it's like, well, why not? You I think know?
0: people were tired of it by 2003, which is when Big Fish came out. Yeah. (laughs) I think that was way, way past due to stop doing that.
1: Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Like, I don't know, but I don't think there's necessarily anything wrong with that style of singing. Um, And there's not necessarily anything wrong with bad singing, (laughs) like, Hmm. uh, necessarily either, you know? But like, uh, are you making it work? Is it effective? Um, Are you doing what you're doing on purpose? I don't know. Doesn't mean I have to like it, but... I think Dave Matthews Band, of the... Here's what I'll say. Of the underbite singers, I think Dave Matthews Band is the best. Dave Matthews, oh, his you, vocals.
0: You think he's doing underbite singing? I mean, he's a lot more, like, thin and reedy. It sounds there's like he's not, singing through his nose. There's not a lot of growl,
1: but there is a lot of... Sometimes. In his it singing.
0: It's... it's Yeah, it's a lot more light and reedy than the,
1: like... <laughs> Yeah, but he does the like Jack Black like it, and drag, 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 tip, tip, tip. like he does yeah. a lot of that kind of stuff.
0: You're true. You're you're right. I, but I think he kind of like f- from there forces it through his nose somehow in order to achieve his signature sound. It's underbite yeah. uh, by way of nose singing.
1: Yeah, there's some nasality. It's silly.
0: For yeah, sure, it's bad to listen to for me at least. He's a silly man. He is. Um, He's
1: giving hugs to strangers. This kook. Yeah,
0: it's a real Alanis move. Although she's naked, I think when she did that or something.
1: Yeah. <laughs> oh, our favorite sex offender, Alanis sports <laughs> She's this real
0: sex criminal.
1: <laughs> Call back to what's in the box weekly. Yeah. Subscribe um, now. Well. i got an hour let's start talking about some songs
0: okay yeah uh you should you should drive because this is your album and i'm gonna do my best to just take things off in tangents and derail you
1: shut up and listen yeah (laughs) uh let's let's start with the track one i like it i want to talk about it
0: so much to say
1: I like that Barry Sax, Nathan. I like it a lot. Me too. I think it's really nice. It's, it's really, really good. nice to listen to.
0: It is really good to listen to with your
1: ears. <laughs> it does me real good. Yeah. Um, Barry Sax. Uh, for, for people unfamiliar with the saxophone family, um, you got your soprano saxes. If you're a Kenny G fan, Ugh. he's playing that saxophone that looks like a clarinet. Mm -hmm. Uh, you got your alto sax probably the most popular sax the when people think of a saxophone i think they generally think of an alto sax it uh it has the saxophone shape and it is small then you got a tenor it's a little lower and then you got the berry which will hurt your body if you hold it for too long or don't do stretches (laughs) um that's the real big one and that's the one you just heard that's like farting away in the in the most delightful way possible yeah just like me i do that a lot (laughs) Barry Sachs is one of those instruments that doesn't have to do much to, like, be delightful. Like, I always talk about the national anthem, not the uh, racist um, song that we sing before sports games. Wait, um, is that racist? But uh, have you read the extended <laughs> version? The no. other verses? Is
0: it all about <laughs> yeah. how we're overcoming the the natives and bringing civilization to this land or something?
1: Uh, no, there's some... Um, uh I don't think so. I think there's a lot of talk about uh s- slavery. Shit, really? Yeah, it's something it's been a while since I read it. I remember that it's racist and bad. <laughs> but and I and I think to the um uh to the detriment of uh black Americans.
0: So. Mm. Well, now I'm looking it up. Uh you can do your thing.
1: I didn't like that song in the first place. I love Jimi Hendrix's version, but only because I think it's pretty ironic on purpose. Yeah. So. Anyway, Barry Sachs, the national anthem, uh, Radiohead's national anthem it, from Kid A. That's such a good song. Yeah, and it's got this Barry Sachs line. It's just got two notes: da But it's just two notes. But it's like constantly changing the rhythm, and it's like really percussive. I think the Barry Sachs' attack has this kind of ripping sound that's really—you just don't really hear it in any other instruments. It's like a—it's like a percussive rip. Um, so I think you should play that sound sample again because I want people to listen to the Barry Sax part. It's even though it's only like you know, it's it's only changing notes with the chord changes, but it's constantly changing rhythm. He is not committing to a a solid bass line mm-hmm. in a really cool way. Yeah, very improvisatory.
0: Yeah.
1: Right here. <laughs> that part's great. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> makes you wait a little bit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so I, I we got to talk about the lyrics too, but I, I let's talk about music a little bit yeah. longer. Um, I think it might be overselling another- the point
0: to say that it's racist. Um, oh, sorry. Did you mean the lyrics of this song? I'm I'm looking at the lyrics of the Star
1: Spangled Banner. <laughs> you do you want to talk about that? We can talk about that. <laughs> uh, there are the, there
0: are these lines. And where is that band who so vauntingly swore that the havoc of war and the battle's confusion, a home and a country should leave us no more, their blood has washed out their foul footsteps' pollution, no refuge could save the hireling and slave from the terror of flight or the gloom of the grave and the star-spangled banner in triumph doth, doth wave or the land of the free and the home of the brave. There's... It's really hard to, to understand what the fuck he's talking about there. Yeah. Like I studied Shakespeare for a long time. So I'm usually fairly good at parsing antiquated language styles. And I brag cannot. It's impenetrable here. I think what's happening is he's using slave as kind of like an insult to mean someone who's beholden or is kind of just like going along or doesn't have a mind of his own. And is kind of like, you know, going along with this like imperialist British, project to conquer the colonies again or something i don't know
1: interesting not
0: a great mm. way to use that word in you know contemporaneously considering how many slaves there were in this country at that time and uh it's right it's a little bit rich to to to, to call someone a slave when your entire society is built on slavery
1: All right, so I'm reading this article from The Root. It says, To understand the full Star-Spangled Banner story, you have to understand the author. Key was an aristocrat, oops, and city prosecutor in Washington, D.C. He was, like most Enlightenment at the time, not against slavery. He just thought that since blacks were mentally inferior, masters should treat them with more Christian kindness. He supported sending free blacks, not uh, slaves, back to Africa, with a few exceptions uh, was about as pro-slavery, anti-black and anti-abolitionist as you could get at the time. Um, Fuck. uh, Yeah. And then where does it talk about the, okay. (coughs) Felix, Key was on a British boat begging for the release of one of his friends, a doctor named William Beans. Key was on the boat waiting to see if the British would release his friend when he observed the bloody battle of Fort McHenry in Baltimore on September 13, 1814. America lost the battle but managed to inflict heavy casualties on the British in the process. This inspired Key to write the Star-Spangled Banner right then and there. But no one remembers that he wrote a full third stanza decrying the former slaves who were now working for the British army. Oh, is that what that's about?
0: In other words, words, <gasps> oh, In other words no. Key was saying
1: that the blood of all the former slaves and hirelings on the battlefield will wash away the pollution of the British invaders. With Key still bitter that some black soldiers got the uh, the best of him a few weeks earlier, the Star-Spangled Banner is as much a patriotic song as it is a distract to black people who had the audacity to fight for their freedom. Perhaps that's why it took almost 100 years for the song to become the national anthem.
0: That's fucked up. I did not know that. Yeah. Okay, I I, uh, I concede. You're right. Fuck. All right,
1: I won an internet <laughs>
0: argument. You won finally, <laughs> and we, and now we both just feel terrible.
1: Now I'm gonna stamp you with the uh, ra- racist apologist.
0: <laughs> that's fair.
1: Go walk the street. That is fair. It's okay. You're in Boston. No one will care.
0: <laughs> if anything, I'll be embraced.
1: Yeah, oh, our countrymen. Um, I'm so excited for you to move to Portland, by the way. (laughs) Me too. Can't wait. (laughs) We'll get high and watch bad movies all the time. Yeah,
0: (laughs) from M. Night Shyamalan.
1: Anyway, so that has nothing to do with Dave Matthews Band. Um, Let's talk about some more Barry Sachs. So there's another part uh, that has a great Barry Sachs groove, and I don't know if you have these samples in stereo, do you? Um, I generally mix our
0: episodes down to mono, um,
1: right. for a variety right. of like reasons. Like when you're about to play the sample, mm. is it going to sound in stereo? I'm actually not sure. I think so. No? Well, in case it, the final product, product is in stereo, the high saxophone is really gratuitously panned. Like it'll have one one uh, note that'll be like, all the way in the right ear, and then in the left ear and just going back uh, and forth. like and it's uh, really silly. <laughs> yeah, it's not okay. great, but it's funny. <laughs> that one pew, pew. yep
0: I do hear it <laughs> yeah it definitely was panning <laughs> ping-ponging back and forth
1: so I didn't other than the uh, you know that one sexy song like I didn't necessarily have I didn't understand what was going on in most of these lyrics and I didn't know how to do close reads of lyrics at the time uh, mm-hmm. and I'm still not 100% sure I'd love to get your impression Of this song? What do you think this song is about? Well,
0: I think this is the first one that really raised the question for me Is Dave Matthews writing and character voices uh, always as a rule or sometimes? Uh, It's kind of unclear because some of them really seem to be heartfelt from an autobiographical place and some of them really seem to not be. Uh spoiler alert for crash it is apparently written in a stalker's voice much like every uh, breath you take. Um yes. so this one I kind of wonder if it's written from the viewpoint of a gay character because the opening lines are I say mm. my hell is the closet I'm stuck inside can't see the light and my heaven is a nice house in the sky got central heating and I'm all right. Um keep it locked up inside don't talk about it to to talk about the weather. Um open up my head and let me out little baby. Not, not just a baby, a little baby,
1: little a baby. newborn. <laughs> maybe he's giving birth to a baby like Zeus to Athena out of his head. That's probably it.
0: Or what's her face out of the foam of the waves.
1: Oh yeah. Um, Venus, or, I'm your Venus. I'm your fire. Yeah.
0: Or maybe he turned into a swan and, and raped somebody.
1: Yeah. Classic. <laughs> classic. <laughs> Literally classic. Move.
0: uh uh, uh, problematic um yeah so i kind of expected going into this to be confronted with a bunch of uh, bullshit nonsense lyrics and uh that's not always what i found on this album much to my surprise and delight um so this seems to be mostly a a song about uh feeling like you can't speak your truth uh, whether yes. it's because of shyness or because of fear of uh, ostracization. I'm not entirely sure. Um, yeah, actually I think it does event. He does actually end up addressing a baby at some point. So
1: it's hard to say. I like, actually really like that part. Me too. Um,
0: My note says, uh, does Dave Matthews actually write good lyrics? What? What? Uh,
1: One year of crying and the words creep up inside, creep into your mind. Yeah, so much to say. Yeah, um, Which is like a really interesting idea that you're cursed, kind of. Like yeah. when you f- all of a sudden start thinking in words because then it's like limiting. Yeah, it reminds <laughs> me of- But they'll never be enough.
0: Yeah. There's this line from The Tempest that I think about a lot for some reason, but um, Caliban says to Prospero, uh, so Caliban is like this. this- monstrous creature that was enslaved by prospero when he took over the island it's this real like colonialist imperialist uh shit and um nice yeah it's it, you know problematic uh but caliban says to prospero no, one,
1: no one's no one's talking about how these classic uh you know greek <laughs> myths and shakespeare plays are just like part of like racism and colonialism and uh, rape culture are you making fun Hot of... Hot takes, you fun get of, here.
0: Fun of me for... Yeah, st- make you funny. <laughs> okay. Because, like, the prevailing, like, thought about The Tempest is that it's all about colonialism. Uh, okay. Yeah. Uh, anyway, what Caliban says to Prospero at one point is, like, you taught me language and my profit on it is to curse. Uh, I think he might actually say to curse you or the idea being that, like, he's ah. cursing Prospero. He's like, yeah, you taught me... Lang- you, like, kind of curse me with language and I use it to curse you, basically. Right. Hmm. Um, So yeah, he like eventually and in this song, Dave Matthews says, I see you young and soft. Oh, little baby, little feet, little hands, little baby. And then he goes into one year of crying and the words creep up inside. Um, So maybe, so the earlier lines, open up my head and let me out, little baby. Is that, is he like (laughs) thinking that having a a baby or being around this baby, whoever it is, uh, is gonna like unlock his candor? or maybe he's talking to himself as a baby? I'm not sure.
1: Yeah, or maybe he's saying like let me be as a child, you know, with like unburdened. Yeah. by uh language and I don't know. That does sound it like something he like, would write. It is all very loose. Yes. It's not There's really obvious a coherent there, song. But it's not Yeah, it's, it's not th- tightly woven or anything. Yeah. <clears throat> Like, in this chorus, I find sometimes it's easy to be myself. Sometimes I find it's better to be somebody else. I don't necessarily think that's very supported. Like, I don't think that's adding a lot. Um, it seems like a separate idea to me.
0: Not necessarily. Because the whole thing is about how he, all of his, like, thoughts and feelings, he keeps it locked up inside. Um. So, uh, so then the, the flip side of that would be, like, yeah, sometimes I can express myself and say the things that are inside of me that are locked up inside don't talk about it. Sometimes it's better to not do that uh for whatever reason and to just be somebody else. It's kind of like putting on a mask
1: for society mm. or for other people. Um yeah. So I guess maybe I would trust the maybe I would trust the song more if I felt like they were more clearly tying together those ideas. I I agree. Yeah.
0: I I if if it were a song about Uh, a gay person, you know, you could very easily see like, sometimes you can be yourself like in a supportive and safe environment around people who won't judge you. And sometimes you, you know, especially in 96 or earlier, you might have to like put on the mask and like maybe pretend to be straight or something uh, like so many people did. But yeah, as you say, it's not really tied together very well.
1: Yeah. But I think it's one of their, I think it's probably one of their better lyrics uh lyrical songs on this album i
0: agree yeah i think it's pretty strong um and it doesn't i mean it doesn't necessarily uh, have to be super coherent about one single idea either i mean it it feels like we're we're edging towards criticizing them for that but you know that doesn't necessarily have to be what a song is
1: i you're you're right
0: it's generally but, uh, better if it away- is that, if it's more, generally it's better if it is coherent, but not necessarily, it doesn't necessarily
1: <laughs> like have to fulfill that require. It's not like a
0: requirement necessarily.
1: I think that one of the main criticisms of Dave Matthews band, um, my impression is that one of the main criticisms of them is their indulgence and that they're ah. maybe a bit self-indulgent. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they have these, like, nine-minute songs with yeah. these long, jammy sections that are, mm, this jam. is not necessarily a lot going on. It's like a lot of business and not a lot of productivity, <laughs> musically. <laughs> a lot of business, not a lot of pleasure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's just, uh, that's how I would describe a lot of these songs, m- lyrically and musically. It's a lot of business. <laughs> 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 it's just a lot of fuckery and uh yeah it's um yeah so I guess the reason I'm saying that is because I think this may be maybe this song is their best the platonic ideal of their sort of looseness and relax and relaxed sort of meaning
0: mm. and delivery mm-hmm.
1: maybe this is the best that Dave Matthews gets at least on this album
0: yeah, with, you might be right.
1: that kind of um, uh, ideal for the way they want to present their ideas.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think you might be onto something there. Good call. Mm. Mm. Although I think, if I'm going to segue into the next song, I think Two Step is actually fairly coherent. Um, and I seem to remember liking it fairly well. So why don't we talk about that one? Oh!
1: But sweet for certain. Hey! Hey! Yeah.
0: Hey! Cool
1: hey. Sure
0: <laughs> hey! What's the big idea? <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. So this song is—it's kind of the 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 old cliche of "gather ye rosebuds while ye may," uh, which is, is
1: <laughs> this is like the seventeenth time you said that. On, is it <laughs> on this podcast? Is it? <laughs> You quote that like every other episode, and I love you for it. Well, there's a lot of
0: songs that are basically just that idea. <laughs> it's true. In more it's words. It's not your fault. Uh, which basically means like carpe diem. You got to seize life while you have it because it's, you're going to die someday. It's, the life is not forever. Yeah. Um, but this specifically is also applied to a romantic relationship. Um, and this is the one I kind of re- think, I wonder if it's autobiographical uh, the cor- uh. the chorus goes, celebrate we will because life is short but sweet for certain. Hey! We're climbing two by two to be sure these days continue, things we cannot change.
1: Okay, there's a little bit I like... I like that lyric, climbing two by two. Yeah. Because at first, when I listened to it, I thought that it was like a, some sort of weird Noah's Ark reference. Oh! Yeah. <laughs> You know, but then I was like, oh, they're saying, he's, like, he's talking about this, like, we're trying to, like, kind of couple up to be, like, less lonely in the face of the void. Yeah, they're, like, belaying (laughs) each other. Yeah. Oh, that. I mean, they're literally climbing. Yeah. I mean, I was just extending the
0: metaphor, but, yeah, that's, I think that's. Sure. In this, sort of in the song, at least. Um, The verses are not. I don't know. They're a little bit more uh, discursive, let's say. Say, my love, I come to you with best intention. You lay down to give me just what I'm seeking. Say, love, you driving me Sex. to distraction. Yeah. Oh, my love, do you believe that we might last a thousand years or more if not for this? Our flesh and blood, it ties you and me right up. Tie me down. Ah, well. So ah, well. So, he kind of goes through, like, a couple dozen different ideas um, in a not very coherent way. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And it really does sound like he's talking about sex. You laid down to give me just what I'm seeking, which that phrasing it that way is just like
1: makes as, it as T-Pain would say, lay down. You don't even have to move. Oh God.
0: <laughs> I can't tell which of these is, which of those is worse. <laughs> they both make you it have to do so bad and it's so solipsistic. It's yeah. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> It's like reducing... It's it's objectifying, really. It's like reducing a person to just like uh, a uh, a slightly warmer fleshlight, basically. Oh, God. <laughs> I mean,
1: that's really like... That's the idea behind it. It's like... No, I'm saying you're right. Yeah, yeah I, I get what you're saying. It's, it's not
0: about like a human connection between see- two people. It's like, oh, there's this hole <laughs> here that I can put my weenie inside.
1: Unless what he's seeking is uh, to have a nice little meal on that pussy. <laughs> or to just take a nap
0: maybe they're laying down to the honk shoe
1: <laughs> oh baby let's honk some shoes
0: <laughs> uh, it's better than knocking boots it's
1: all i've been thinking about all day baby Honk <laughs> <laughs> it's a very like a merit married life <laughs> like a booty call yep. let's take a nap girl <laughs>
0: uh Uh, Hey, my love, you came to me like wine comes to this mouth. Grown tired of water all the time. You quench my heart and oh, you quench my mind. That's not bad. That's kind of sweet. Dave Matthews, I think, owns multiple wineries and multiple wine labels, incidentally.
1: Oh, really? Yeah. That sounds
0: about right. Yeah. I think one of them is called like Dreaming Trees as a reference to Under the Table and Dreaming, his first breakout album.
1: You Uh, got
0: it. Yep. I also love on the genius here. The outro it just says lyrics are mostly indiscernible uh question mark we go question mark i took it all i took it all woman i took it all question mark our love question mark question mark <laughs> and all the question marks are like inside of not only brackets but also parentheses
1: <laughs> yeah some real good in it will you will you make some comments on that
0: <laughs> yeah which let's see uh what should i comment should I just, should I just, uh, oh, I'll propose an edit to just like, I'll just make up some words.
1: There you go. Okay.
0: Let's see. You'll have to cut this, this dead air out.
1: I got that truncate silence, baby. It seems to be working.
0: <laughs> good, good. That's good. Okay. So I'm, I'm correcting the, the final three lines to munch on love, chomp, chomp. <laughs> chomp the jam jam band yeah can our can our fans go and uh vote on that and and
1: cr- okay i'm re- i'm refreshing i'm refreshing
0: <laughs> can you upvote that it. and make it the uh the real lyrics of the song now
1: oh dear <laughs> okay it's not it's not coming up
0: oh well, i can also annotate it here i'm gonna i'm gonna add some trivia as an annotation perfect so on the same lines the the last three lines i i write trivia colon dave matthews sang these lines with marbles in his mouth just to prove he could
1: Ah, <laughs> uh, weird flex bro
0: <laughs> so that should show up if you refresh i think oh good. and that one you can upvote probably
1: Oh, there it is. Yeah, upvote. Yeah. <laughs> 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 upvote. Oh, I still need to make an account. <laughs>
0: oh, you
1: can't even upvote if you don't have an account, right? I know. Come join me in right. babyhood. Uh, there's kind of some nice um, tenor sax. Tenor sax? I uh, hardly knew her. Uh, the the, the uh, thing that I like, one thing that I like about Dave Matthews Band's uh, arrangements is I, I feel like they're constantly changing. Like they'll never do a chorus the same way. It's very improvisatory. Sometimes it's a little bit, yeah, like like I said, like it just seems like a lot of business, but often it seems like legitimate arranging choices. Mm-hmm. Um, and in this one, uh, this chorus has uh, fun tenor sax. Um, I think it's a response to the vocals, and then there's some new background vocals in it ah. that I think sound pretty good. Okay. A little baby
0: okay <laughs> we forgot to get to we forgot to play that, that.
1: one <laughs> a little baby <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh that's so goddamn good okay uh so the tenor sax <laughs> response <laughs> and vocals here we go
1: celebrate we will because life is short but sweet for certain hey. It's a little bit ska. It,
0: yeah, it, I could see that sort of, but I like ska, it more than most best. ska.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's ska And I like that, that high-pitched harmony. Climb on two by two. I think that's cool. Yeah, who's, I think that's
0: pretty. who sings the uh, harmonies on these songs? It does sound like David. You think he's double-tracking himself, it, as it were?
1: Yeah, I really don't think I'm hearing any other voices, except for the little feet little hands in the last uh in the last song mm mm-hmm. which we didn't listen to did that, you have a sample there's of that a call and response i don't have a sample of that
0: you do have a sample of this
1: open up my head, don't let me out little baby, baby. <laughs> <laughs> he's so committed to the little baby <laughs> mama loves me <meow. laughs> uh, yep
0: all right what song do you want to talk about next
1: what well i teased this song um too much about the song about eating eating and drinking yeah uh, a song a song for us <laughs> in my first apartment
0: mm-hmm. with you yeah i remember doing that i think we were also listening to the Sufyan song too much too much too much
1: which is too uh, much vegan mac and cheese
0: <laughs> there's too much vegan mac and
1: cheese <laughs> really bad
0: so it sounds like you really like that uh the when his voice breaks
1: yeah he does a lot of white chick singer uh kind of vocalizations
0: my name is dave matthews i'm a white boy singer (laughs)
1: Did you look at the uh, too much track info, the writing credits? I did not. Take a look at that. Read that for me. Tell me where our dear David Matt is on the. Whoa. Uh, he's wh- where he is on the writing credits. Dead last. Dead last. Also, it took. Ampersand David
0: Matt. It took five people to write this song.
1: <laughs> this song is very clearly a, an instrumental jam band song. That's mostly just a groove. It's not really a melody. Right. And then it has a couple hooks. Yep. And then David uh, threw on some vocals. That's probably reflected in the writing.
0: I bet he just credited all the musicians, yeah. which is what the, it's, it says written by all the musicians in the yeah. band. Um, and then Dave Matthews, dead last, he's like, yeah, I, I threw some <coughs> dumb lyrics I wasn't even thinking about into this. Whatever.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think that's what it is. Cause, uh, I we- like some of the music of this.
0: Do some you have it. a do you have a sense of Dave Matthews and to what extent he like writes the music of these songs or plays the music is he just like strumming an acoustic guitar or is he like No, I think he's a,
1: he's a really good guitarist and and arranger and oh, band yeah? leader, I think. Okay. Uh, that's my sense. I can't necessarily back that up except I can say that like there are some sophist- there is some sophisticated writing on this album that is Baked into the songwriting. (laughs) Baked, huh? Yeah. (laughs) Bunch of tripping billies over here. Yeah. Um, Yeah, he's... uh, Yeah, there's some songs later on that have like uh, odd time signatures and the lyrics are written into odd odd time signatures. And there's some guitar playing that I think he's doing that I think sounds really good. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, I do think he's like a a musician. Yeah. And not just um, a a uh, front man
0: right and like i said i I do really appreciate a lot of the melodic stuff he's doing with his voice um a lot of the melodies are like pretty dynamic and like jumping all over the place it's
1: kind of fun yeah
0: so this song Uh, is but
1: but what isn't fun is him going straight in check it up and go cool swallow swallow (laughs) (laughs)
0: breathe
1: deep take it all comes cheap
0: yep (laughs) do you have a sound sample of that or is that is that it
1: uh well I wrote here too uh, too much okay so he's the villain in this song on purpose I don't know why I wrote that but I have a feeling it might be because of the way that he's singing okay <laughs> <laughs> I think you might have thought right
0: <laughs> oh,
1: God. yeah. Yeah, fuck David for this.
0: <laughs> it's not. It doesn't even sound like he's saying "suck it up." He's like "sagadab, sagadab, baby, oh. sagadab."
1: <laughs> that that is the epitome of self-indulgent,
0: <laughs> performing. yeah, s- self-indulgent jam band bullshit. Oh, oh,
1: boy. boy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so,
0: yeah. <laughs> so the chorus is, of course, I eat too much, I drink too much, I want too much, too much. Um, and I think it's uh, it's a pretty like bald-faced irony song, basically. Uh, you know, the, the first verse has these lines, uh, fill it up until no more. I'm no crazy creep. I've got it coming. To me, because I'm not satisfied, the hunger keeps on growing. Um, And I remember a lot of people in the 90s writing these kinds of songs, where they're kind of writing in the character of American culture and American consumerism, and they're kind of reflecting on it in what is supposedly an ironic way, but is not really ironic. I guess.
1: Yeah, he sings, I'm going over my borders. I'm going to take more, more from you, letter by letter. I told God I'm coming to your country. I'm going to eat up your cities, your homes, you know. I've got a stomach full. It's not a chip on my shoulder. I've got this growl in my tummy, and I'm going to stop it today.
0: Yeah, so that's like kind of American imperialism on top of like the consumerism yeah
1: so very I, incisive david yeah i i don't really like
0: these <laughs> yeah i this quote unquote irony songs where it's like you you don't even really make an attempt to write in the voice of this character, you know like uh, uh yeah
1: and I, I and I always feel weird about like even like <laughs> you know it's like rage against the machine, their music is so fun, and it's like sometimes I get that it's like channeling this like feel good anger, but often it's just like, well, oh, this is a cool groove. <laughs> and mm-hmm. then I'm not really listening to like the content, you know? <laughs> oh, like Paul Ryan. It's like that. It's like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, you know, the classic talking about the issues, but keeping it funky. Right. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
0: Um, I, yeah, we've, we've come across these kinds of songs before. And honestly, I think like, Slayer might have given us the best example of a, an ironic uh, viewpoint song with their song about Unit seven thirty one where right. it's it's very clearly like reflecting ironically as Slayer writing in the voice of these horrific monsters, but also like finding interesting things to say instead of just basically repeating over and over again, "I am a monster in different words, which is basically what this song right. is doing. I am an American consumerist imperialist monster. Look at me. I'm a monster. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Now, if they had a music video um, with um, Uh No Face from Spirited Away (laughs) for this, I would be pretty into that. I really would, too. Yeah. (laughs) It's probably about the same timeline. When did Spirited Away come out?
0: 2001, dog. Oh, never mind. Yeah, I want to rewatch that movie. I I, I rewatched a bunch of the studio ghibli ones recently
1: uh yeah we just watched it uh together uh, a couple weeks ago my fam
0: oh yeah did uh theo yeah. what did theo think of it
1: Oh uh, yeah he's watched it a few times um he likes it a lot it's definitely one of the scarier movies it is scary <laughs> i think it's it's a it's a profoundly upsetting movie like it's all about how unsafe the world is uh, especially from the eyes of a child
0: right so. I hated that movie when it first came out. I would think I was 14. I really did not like it. Interesting. Yeah. I because think, of
1: that? Um,
0: maybe partially that. I think I also had sort of a prejudice against anime. And I uh, I was kind of bored by it at parts because it has a really interesting uh, structure, like a lot of Miyazaki movies do. Yes. It has a very unconventional story arc to it there's this like long extended middle segment that's very peaceful and contemplative. And yeah. uh, I remembered being very bored by that when I was 14.
1: He also, he also loves just um, s- like setting up antagonists and then just completely castrating them like before the end of the movie. And then it's like, Oh, the there, there's not going to be some sort of like final battle. Right.
0: Actually, how I feel is like movie he does lot, is really good for, for that. Yeah, the, the witch of the waste.
1: I actually, that's a really satisfying. Yeah. I like that. <laughs> She's gets. She gets uh, and, to, and yeah, it's yeah. It, the the antagonists they never like um, necessarily get better. They're still bad. They just are unpowered, and then they're kind of lovable because they have less power. <laughs> right. And well, uh,
0: he also does like to play a lot with moral ambiguity, like in Princess Mononoke for instance. Yes. And also to have antagonists who turn out to not be evil after all. Like, in, I, I think in right. spirited away, Yubaba ends up being like, not a villain in any way. Right. It's not that she becomes depowered necessarily. She just like, it turns out she's not bad.
1: She is. I think she is still just bad. She's just not, <laughs> she's just not like um, chaotic evil.
0: Oh, uh, Okay. It's been a while you since watched I watched mean. it, so I I, have, I can't remember the specifics of it. Yeah, it, end, it ends up being that she's more just, like, kind of greedy rather than has a plan to take over the world or whatever.
1: Yeah, she's just, like, a... She's just a real uh, shitty person. Yeah. <laughs> and w- who has, like, kind of a soft side. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you should watch it again. I think I it's great.
0: should, and I will. See if I don't.
1: Yeah. Watch me. Um... So, what, what song do you want To talk about next um, Remember we're talking About Dave Matthews band Oh Oh Wait what A little <laughs> uh,
0: let's, let's Let's talk about Crash into me Let's get get it, We've All talked right. about What three songs now Let's, let's get into the, the big one
1: Lost for you I'm so Lost for you Oh when you come
0: Crash. There were those fucking chimes right after crash.
1: Uh,
0: so before we get into the song, I do want to point out that Punch Up The Jam has a great episode about this song uh, where they heard it. discuss it uh, extensively. And then from, from that episode on, Demi puts uh, that crash. Uh, sound (laughs) on his soundboard and he just like plays it for Miel Uh, sort of the way I Rickroll you he does to her with
1: crash (laughs) because the way he it is really funny it's really weird and dumb and bad he makes a lot of Garth choices this is a lot this is Garth core for sure
0: totally Um, I think so supposedly this is a as I alluded to earlier this is like a uh, every breath you take stalker song but I think supposedly the vagueness of it is really getting in the way of that. And also he <coughs> seems to be singing it in a very sincere and like tender way. Yeah. So it's like,
1: it seems like really? a, like a long-term relationship conversation.
0: Yeah. I don't, Pillow talk.
1: Well, does it?
0: You've got your ball. You got your chain tied to me tight. Tie me up. <sighs> Who even knows what this is fucking. About? The
1: old ball and chain.
0: <laughs> Who's got their claws in you, my friend. Into your heart, I'll beat again.
1: I'll beat in your heart? (laughs) What does Hmm. that mean?
0: (laughs) He's going to beat her?
1: Oh, read those next lines, that Colby Calais stuff. (laughs) Sweet like
0: candy to my soul, sweet you rock and sweet you roll. Oh, my God. Got that.
1: I love the sweet, I'm a rock and roll. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy. The kind Um, of music is candy to my soul. (laughs) So it does. You know get how d- uh, roll, rock and roll, and soul rhyme? Wait, what what? That? Whoa, <laughs> coincidence! Do, I think. Do not. people
0: know about this? <laughs> do songwriters know about this? I don't know if I've ever heard a song that rhymes those two. Oh, um, fire s- desire. Oh god, there are these stalker lines in verse four. Oh, I watch you there through the window, and I stare at you. You are nothing, but you wear it so well, which is. Such a gross thing that
1: to- You look good naked. <laughs> yeah.
0: There's a lot of really gross lines in this song. Um tied up and twisted the way I'd like to be. Is she like getting into the bondage stuff and he's watching her? I don't know.
1: Mm. She's just like doing self BDSM. I
0: guess, like autoerotic asphyxiation.
1: No, I don't think so. And then, and then the chorus—the
0: chorus you could see is like having a certain amount of distance, like a stalker might have. Oh, when you come crashing into yeah. me, and I come into you in a boy's dream, in a boy's dream. So he's kind of like dreaming about this thing, and he's like watching through the window. I, I could sort of
1: see where is the this stalker a kind came. of a goblin king kind of situation—the
0: <laughs> <laughs> power of the voodoo, hoodoo, do, you do? <laughs> You remind me of the child, the baby. No, wait, how's that go? Fuck, I don't remember. I'm the king of the
1: castle. You're my dirty rascal.
0: I'm the king of the castle. You're my dirty asshole.
1: It's, yeah. He's that re- sounds like more of an actual childhood chant. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: the uh, uh, He really sings it like sing song kind of sucks. I don't think I have a sound sample of it,
1: though. Uh, yeah, I don't got that either. I do have some drums that I like. There's a really interesting beat.
0: <laughs> How much am I going to overdo it on that? We'll oh, find keep out. Keep it coming. Yeah, I love that little baby coming to you.
1: Yeah, crashing to me with those rick rolls. Yeah, um, drums. Right. There's this the snare that goes on the. It's just a quarter note, quarter note snare on the beat. Usually the snare kind of goes off the beat, um, but. It's it's still really funky. I'm always really interested when people do an on-the-beat rhythm that's really funky, because the snare is going, uh, 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 and then the bass drum is doing really interesting stuff. Usually it's kind of the other way around. Mm, so I think yeah. it sounds pretty good. Is cool that might be that might be a floor tom or something but it sounds like a kick drum to me it, it, da, it's da, totally
0: da, da. it's got to be a kick drum right um it kind of sounded like the snare yeah, was i'm listening playing to it over skype behind the beat a little bit maybe maybe that's part of what's making it so funky. yeah,
1: yeah. i mean they are like a good band they are good you know, they may be yeah. self-indulgent at at times but like they keep it together and it sounds good
0: yeah i agree
1: carter buford i like your playing. Is he the drummer? I like what you're all about. Yeah. I, they, no, he does all
0: the the music for the Coen Brothers, right? Carter Buford. <laughs> uh, it's probably Beauford, huh? Yeah, probably. I like saying um, Buford. That is that is fun to say. Uh, uh, to behind the joke, uh, the composer for the Coen Brothers is Carter Burwell. Ah, oh, I see. Yeah. So that's that's
1: He's the, the one reference. that made all those fun train noises in that fun train movie. Choo choo, <laughs> motherfucker! Choo
0: <choo-choo>. choo. <laughs> The fun train movie? Uh, no,
1: it's Lady not a train killers? movie. Uh, no, country, no country for old men. It's that doesn't there's no have any in it. It's just, it's just train sounds. Oh, does it doesn't have trains? Yeah. Oh.
0: Hmm.
1: Okay. Pretty sure it does. Uh, great.
0: Um, in no your eyes, country. love it glows so. I'm bare boned and crazy for oh. you. You, you, you. Don't talk about your bone. <laughs> especially combined with a song that says you wear nothing but you wear it so well yeah
1: gross gross adults talking about mom and dad sex is what that song is
0: it's a real uh red strokes situation
1: oh the red strokes oh the red strokes oh
0: (laughs) okay Uh, there's not much to talk about in this song turns out uh what else you want
1: to talk about no not much uh, well, what are we going to talk about?
0: Have we really only talked about, could, I guess, four songs?
1: Yeah. Mmm. Okay. So <laughs> I really, I really don't care for the second half of this album too much. Yeah, me either. It kind of goes downhill. Yeah. And part of that's just like ran out of listening energy. Although I did take a break. I did sleep in the middle of this album for eight hours and then <laughs> revisit it. But, uh... <laughs> You really needed right,
0: to so take a break.
1: You yeah. can talk a little about Drive In, Drive Out. I have one musical thing to say about it. It's okay. kind of interesting. Ugh. So.
0: again he really emphasizes (laughs) it uh i only have one note on this song it's on the opening opening lines i hear more than i like to so i boil my head in a sense of humor and all i wrote about that was no
1: (laughs) absolutely no no don't don't have said that you don't so don't (laughs) don't unsay that (laughs)
0: unsay it (laughs)
1: Yeah, uh, this yeah, this is just a real unprocessed. Um, it's just like a real bowl of oatmeal of a song. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't know <laughs> what this song is. It's nonsense.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Because I smell of dirt, hungry, hungry boy, you won't leave me all alone. This the boy won't go. Sooner or later we're done. Sooner or later I'm gone. Because because sooner or later we're gone. Sooner anyway. Oh, my head is pounding now. Huh. I don't know.
0: It's just hungry an uncompelling boy.
1: song about being kind of overwhelmed or going crazy.
0: Maybe he just likes the the brand of frozen dinners. Isn't that like a hungry boy? Hungry boy. <laughs> frozen dinners. <laughs> uh,
1: that sounds about right. Yeah. Uh yeah, this is
0: this is one of the more nonsensical ones.
1: Um, so there there is some kind of cool um polyrhythmic stuff that happens in the latter half of the song. Um, I think the sample that I got, it has this, like, scale. They they just go up a scale, and then when they get to the top, they go back down and they go up it again. But I think they only go up in, like, it's like a group of five notes and then a group of seven notes. It's a specific pattern that um, doesn't line up in a clean way um, with the amount of notes in the scale. Mm Mm-hmm. Or with the phrase length. So it's like this kind of looping polyrhythm that eventually meets back up. Uh, so it's kind of cool. I um, don't have a full music theory lesson on it like I usually do because I couldn't be bothered. But uh, yep. you can hear how it doesn't quite line up in an interesting way. So Great.
0: Wow, this is a long sample, too. 48 seconds. Buckle in, folks. Strap in.
1: Yeah.
0: Why does it sound kind of dissonant?
1: Uh. I don't know. Mm. And this is like a that do 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 do. That's a hemiola.
0: Yeah, it's a little chaotic, but <laughs> like kind of intentionally. <Peachamelred> I'm sure.
1: Yeah, it's it's kind of interesting. They hold it together really nicely, so I yeah. thought it was worth mentioning. One of the kind of like moments where they're, I don't know, they're they're being a little extra, but I don't think it's too much business. <laughs> I don't
0: think There's I like some... that word very much. I don't extra. Know. Yeah, it's like I don't know. Well, it's it's kind of like repurposing a word, but then it it's pretty much used to to like knock down people who try things it seems like i don't know it's like
1: eh, people are Well, trying yeah things. but that's like <laughs> yeah i mean but that's like i think that that is what uh dave matthews uh i mean there's a couple songs in here where it's like yeah you're trying there's too much
0: it's too try hard i guess yeah yeah okay yeah i see yeah. what you're saying uh
1: yeah it's not like I'm, like, uh, shaming, like, a little kid's band or something. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, at least not physic- in, in a physical sense. I think that... <laughs> and maybe an emotional, mental... Ha! Burn yeah. on Dave Matthew. Ha! He's a little kid. Uh, yeah. Ha,
1: <laughs> A little baby. I,
0: <laughs> I called him a baby. Ha, <laughs> ha. Take that. Yeah. Dave Matthews.
1: I mean, like, literally, like, if there's any criticism, uh, one of the main criticisms that one could have of a jam band is that there's too much extra stuff.
0: <laughs> I guess you're right, yeah. <laughs> you make a <laughs> persuasive point. Yeah. Um. Oh, boy, what else? Uh. Do you want to talk about... I guess we have time for one more song, maybe? Yeah, let's do one more. What do you want to talk It's It's, again, your album.
1: I have probably the most samples for... Um, Lie in Our Graves.
0: Yeah, okay. Let's listen to that one.
1: <laughs> little drum doubling.
0: So uh, on my notes for this, th- those lines you just heard, uh, when I'm walking by the water, splish splash, splish splash. Me and you taking a bath. Uh, my notes say something, something Saturday night.
1: Okay.
0: <laughs> However, that song goes. <laughs> uh, splish splash. Uh, you and me taking, uh, taking a, bath, a bath. Something, something Saturday night.
1: <laughs> Wait, the, the lyrics is you and me taking a bath. <laughs> no, that's him. Yeah, okay. it's that's the bit. Uh, that's the bit. I can't believe that we would lie in our graves wondering if we had spent our living days well. It, that doesn't
0: happen, though, is the
1: thing. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe it either, Dave. Yeah, David?
0: I will not believe it. You
1: got it. me. I agree. I,
0: yeah, I finally agree with Dave. Dave Baby. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Why did he have to say lie in our graves, Cameron? Why did he say it? He could have just said deathbed. Come on. What? Yeah. Why? Why? Easy fix. Anything. <laughs> Why? Uh, it's a fool that looks for logic in the chambers of the human heart.
1: And then, and then he keeps saying, would you not like to be okay, okay, okay? Okay, Which I okay. I feel like is... <laughs> I feel like being okay is, like, kind of antithetical to the idea of, like, living your life to the fullest. But he keeps... kind of saying like at the end of the song the riffing is all would you not like to be i can't believe that you would not like to be would you not like to be okay 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 yeah it's kind of overselling it a little bit (laughs) i don't think you should be allowed to say the word okay in a song (laughs) okay
0: uh this has some of the more hippie lyrics of any of these songs when i step into the light my arms are open wide when i step into the light my eyes searching blindly would you not like to be sitting on top of the world with your legs hanging free? Mm-hmm. Kind of a, mm-hmm. don't really like those rhetorical questions.
1: Well, uh, well, answer me.
0: When I'm walking by the water, come up through my toes, to my ankles, to my head, to my soul, and I'm blown away.
1: Ooh, mixed metaphor there. A little bit. <laughs> uh, it's, it's blowing peace and freedom. <laughs> okay. it's you and me. Dave Matthews is last uh, writing credit on this song again. Oh, interesting.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, yeah.
1: Le- Leroy Moore is the first writer, so it's um, he's the multi instrumentalist, uh, wins player.
0: He's, a, he's the one always saxing it up. Yeah. He's a he's a real, real sexy uh, beast. Yeah, <laughs> he's a sax symbol. <laughs> All
1: right, so the. <laughs>
0: Oh dear. <laughs> that was bad. That was the auditory equivalent of a
1: big wet
0: nasty lingering
1: fart. <laughs> yeah, it took a while for it to hit me. <laughs> <laughs> it always does. Uh who lived forever
0: in here? Um, <laughs> i forgot what that's a reference to but i know it's a reference <laughs> this
1: is abba <laughs> something about sm- like living like i don't remember oh was that the, anyway. the
0: owl is a remnant song with the bonkers translation
1: maybe uh we've been on quite the journey you and not you and i we really have all right um so there is a long part of this song where there's just like a bunch of conver- like room conversation that's captured. Um so you can play like a little bit of that, but yeah. it's just like uh there's nothing else going on. It's just like a groove and then just atmosphere room conversation. Yeah. So I don't know why. I do not know either. Yeah, don't play the whole thing, just a little bit. Okay. Speaking of Kenny G. Yeah. Yeah, this is like church.
0: Yep. I think people are praying in the background. That's what's happening.
1: Yeah. Humana, humana, (laughs) humana. Speaking in tongues. (laughs) Oh, God. That's a little insensitive, (laughs) me.
0: To imitate it is humana, humana, (laughs) humana. You asshole. Oh,
1: boy. Uh, Then there's another section where... it either sound. I-, I want your opinion does this sound like a keyboard with like one of those pitch uh, pitch shift sticks or wheels like someone's fucking with one of those or yeah. does it sound like Boy Tinsley fucking around on the violin oh okay yeah what do you think <laughs> oh boy let it keep going <laughs> well, 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 well. honestly that's hard could- to say because he plays an electric violin, yeah, so it's like it could be either way. could be run through a shitload of effects it could even be an electric
0: guitar with like an Ebo yeah, either uh, way,
1: it's probably the most self-indulgent <laughs> moment on the entire album.
0: <laughs> it's very questionable yep,
1: oh yeah, oh yeah yeah <sighs> well, I think that's uh what I have to say about um well. Do you want to play? Uh Okay, let's just do one more song. We got to talk about Proudest Monkey. Um, This is a song about a monkey that escapes the jungle, well, leaves the jungle and goes to the city, and now he's a proud monkey, no longer a humble monkey. It's a nine-minute song. Uh,
0: This is... But mostly
1: there's just some funny moments that we should highlight.
0: Yeah, this is the epitome of uh, Dave Matthews. uh, I think this is probably a constant theme for them, the appeal to nature fallacy which is a fallacy to say yeah. that because something is quote-unquote natural it is good in the same way that you know like uh leeches and cholera are natural and yeah uh, <laughs> uh incest and uh fratricide it's all natural so it's all good right yeah <laughs> yeah it has these lines uh the monkey moves the city and then he's like then comes the day staring at myself i turn to question me uh I wonder, do I want the simple, simple life that I once lived in well? Oh, things were quiet then. In a way, they were the better days. It's like, hmm. Yeah, when monkeys were getting eaten by lions. Barf. Yeah, not great. Oh, he also rhymes. <laughs> uh, when he goes to the city, he says, ventured away, walking tall, head up high and singing, I went to the city, car horns, corners, and the gritty. So mm. maybe the monkey is in Philadelphia.
1: Yeah, it's gritty. <laughs> Is Gritty a monkey? He could be, I guess. Uh, who knows? It's he's kinda, just sort of a garbage he, thing. He's just a sort of Philadelphia uh, homunculus, yeah, of like cheese uh, of whiz and uh, um, an actual string, whiz, street trash, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and pride and and misplaced pride and grittiness <laughs> and grit yeah true grit uh so just play the, f- the funny thing where he says monkey do monkey see monkey do yeah <laughs> oh no <laughs> okay thank you <laughs> did ed helms sing that <laughs> <laughs> see that's what i'm talking about like the jack black ed helms like underbite singing as a joke like this is before it was um before it funny was
0: a, before people knew it was a joke it was a punchline. yeah
1: Oh, okay. uh, and then there is an extended sequence of some pretty high level uh, instrumental and vocal improvisation that I thought we could uh, listen to. <laughs> if we <laughs> if you have want to play to. that,
0: yeah. It's really quiet. Let's see if I can turn up the volume.
1: I don't think I can. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: fucking slide whistle
1: yeah dude <laughs> uh. Uh, okay that's enough <laughs> isn't it there is one moment there's where a the, whole minute more there's there's a moment where the slide whistle actually matches his pitch I was actually in a jam once with someone who jammed on like a double slide whistle and played a, a fiddle tune like on a slide whistle accurately what that's pretty impressive it was silly. It wasn't supposed to sound good, but he did it well.
0: That's <laughs> so. bananas.
1: Yeah, it's, it's still going, isn't it? <laughs>
0: yeah, it is. It's gonna be really quiet. You'll have to uh, normalize the volume. All faded there
1: out. It. Faded out. Gone. Well, we we don't know what we're doing for next week's episode. We need to figure that out. I wonder. Um,
0: you you can feel free to cut this part out uh, if you want. Okay. If you decide if we not decide to do this idea. I was wondering, uh, is it a dumb and bad idea to talk about the other album I bought on the first night, third eye blind blue, because I think maybe like Dave Matthews, there may be more to appreciate than is given credit for. Um, uh, I don't know. There may be some, some stuff we can sink our teeth into on that in a way that we couldn't really with now five. Sure. Yeah. You want to do that?
1: Yeah, let's do that. Okay. So um, I, I think uh, maybe, maybe we could do like a little bit of a talk about the future for a little bit, um, just just really briefly. But keep so, it funky. There are, some, there are some things that are a little bit up in the air with the show. Um, uh, Nathan is about to go uh, on a little hiatus because he's getting married and he needs to take a little break um, yeah. to honeymoon and to not be around me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, for a little bit, so um, to get away from it all. Hopefully, hopefully. Uh, uh, so next week is the last week that um, I will be in town, and then I'm going on tour. That's going to end with your wedding. So hopefully, we'll be able to get in a couple episodes next week, so that we can space them out. But then there might be a little bit of, of a break for the show, um, and then uh, and then we'll figure out what. We'll probably start season nine uh, after that, and so I I need to figure out whether I'm going to have a guest on or whether we'll just take a break or both, um, or like a a, a substitute uh, Nathan, if you mm-hmm. will. Um, so, but uh, imminently yeah, replaceable, uh, yeah, <laughs> just temporarily. It's one of my best qualities. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, this is, it's like Henry Henry Ford and his uh interchangeable parts or whatever. Yeah. We're with
0: the yeah. we're the, uh, the assembly line of podcasts. That's us. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so, uh just uh you know fair warning, there com coming soon there might either be some uh new guests or there might be a um, a little break where we don't have any episodes come up, but um hopefully you'll stick around and wait for us to return. Yeah that would be very good for us. (laughs) Thanks for subscribing. Thanks for downloading and listening.
0: Yeah. Thanks for being with us uh, on this, this here journey. Um, And we we try not to have too much breaks or skipped weeks. I think we've only skipped two weeks since we started and that was for Christmas. Oh yeah. We're real steady. Yeah. So yeah, I, I hope that maybe helps you, the listener indulge us a little bit.
1: Yeah yeah you know absent, they can't miss us until we go. that's true, yeah, y- yeah, you're
0: gonna miss us when we're gone <laughs> this is This is our manipulative passive aggressive way of making you realize how much you appreciate us
1: yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh, cup song, and I do the cup thing what you lost me? you know the cup song, Anna Kendrick, pitch perfect uh, what I think some no, of God. those are words that I know. Uh, join us next week for our <laughs> review of the Cup Song from yeah. <laughs> from Pitch Perfect. Yeah, we're going to
0: spend a, a whole episode talking about one song.
1: <sighs> oh boy, do the business.
0: Oh yeah. Okay. Well, until next week when we, I guess we're talking about Third Eye Blind and the album Blue. Uh, so until next week, uh, you can visit us online at boxset.website Email us at email at boxset.website Tweet us at Tobias Podcast. Join the Discord. I have not been on lately yeah. because of busyness and stuff and life getting in the way. But uh, man, I want to get back on there. It's good shit happens on there. It's it's a good time. And it's very supportive. Yeah, Everyone's the, having the a best
1: g- part of it is that it doesn't need to be good. Uh, we don't need to be there for it to be good.
0: Yeah, that's a great way of putting it. It's, it is it yeah. is good when we're there. <laughs> but we do And check we in. love the goodness of it. And we do go there.
1: Uh, but it's... Oh, we go there. Oh, we go there. <laughs> we went there and we will again <laughs> so dumb uh <laughs>
0: okay uh yeah if you want to support us directly uh now is a great time right before we we either uh a little break go on a break <laughs> that would be a perfect time to give us some money uh if you want us to to keep making the show go to go to support dot website you can listen to cameron's other podcast get up in the cool and uh yeah oh, wish you would until next week with third eye blinds bleh i've been nathan hunt and i'm a sax symbol
1: i've been camera duet and uh crash bandicoot into me oh boy i banjo kazooie into you <laughs> <laughs> oh
0: good you can ban- good stuff. banjo my kazooie
1: Agony Agony was, was a bad Cameron, you ever kazooed your banjo? Oh, only in the privacy of my own home
0: <laughs> <laughs> you you don't teach lessons about that.